Welcome to the Volley Pod, where we're all about coaching kids volleyball. With drills, skills, and scenarios, we keep things fast, fun, and effective. Presented by the Art of Coaching Volleyball, the Volley Pod is your new source for coaching information. Good morning and welcome to the Volley Pod. How are you today, Todd? Famous, we're back at it. I'm doing well. It's good to see you. And uh, you're back from uh, Indy with your team. I was able to watch a little bit. And uh, the uh, I, I think I was the bad luck charm because as soon as I left, your team went on a big run. Talk well, about it. Well, Tell us about it. I mean, the teams were good. It wasn't that you were a bad luck charm. <laughs> I think you saw us on day one and two. We were in this 16 pool. We ended up in a three-way tie for third to break pool ended up getting second out of those three teams. So we came in fourth in the pool. We were seated fifth in the pool, so we moved up. And then after that, we, I believe we won out after that. I saw that. You went on a run. I was following you. Yeah, so it, it was, I think we played some of our best volleyball of the year. And even when we lost, we were really competitive. And I thought it was a really good experience, for yeah, sure. That's awesome. Well, I've coached a lot of teams, Davis, and uh, it's always nice when you're playing the best volleyball of the year at the end of the year because it doesn't always happen that way. Absolutely. And you know what's crazy, though, is tryouts are right around the corner. <laughs> and then high school tryouts. <laughs> and I'm then high school. For that. I know. Uh, so- I mean, if you're a kid, yeah, I mean, I don't know, Davis. We, uh, uh, that's a subject for uh, maybe probably not about, for us. Yeah, maybe so not for us. But, yeah, it's just crazy. If you're super into it going year-round, I mean, it's great. But it's right around the corner. So, I mean, these kids are always on their grind, you know, and we're still out here teaching. So what's the skill of the day? The skill is slowing down the middle attack. Okay. What do you mean? I, I think I know what you mean, but talk us through this. So I th- when you look at advanced volleyball teams and you look at their middle attack, you think of this one set, uh, back one, three, slide. Everything is pretty fast tempo. And that's, that's a great thing. I, for many teams, it's excellent. However, if you have a great arm and you need to get that player the ball, if the only time you can do that is when you're in system and things are perfect, then you have issues. And so I'll, I'll give you an example. We play a lot of teams where we're looking at warmups and we see this 6-2 middle just hammering balls and warm-ups. I'm going, oh my gosh, we can't stop this kid. But the team can't serve receive in system, so they never set the Mm -hmm. kid who has the best arm on the team. And lo and behold, when they do, whenever they do get in system, we get four hands in front of her because we know they have to set her. So there's, uh, so I think a lot of teams, especially lower level teams should really look at the, at the option of saying, hey, our middle has one of the best arms on the team. Let's slow down the middle, lob it up to her. Then when the ball's past 12 feet off, we can still set her. I think it's a really good point. And I've tinkered with this quite a bit. And I've, I've had a lot of success with this. But tell us what you do to make this work. Yeah, um, a couple things, even rationale-wise, okay. even getting more into it. Uh, being able to set our middle some more, I went back and actually looked at some old stats. And you remember Athena? Oh, yeah. One of my favorite kids. She's oh, yeah. at Colgate now. And 
in her senior year, we set our two outsides who were talented. We mm -hmm. that was a talented team. Absolutely. We had, we had Brooke and Brent on the outside. We set Brooke 453 times. She was our 01. We set Athena 425 times and we set Bryn 420 times. So we set our that's middle number. more yeah. just about the same. So those three attackers. So that's really good. And if I could just jump in real quick. So one year I had Yulia Ushakova literally leading the county in hitting efficiency going into the playoffs. We could not pass, <laughs> set her four balls, totally lost in three. And so I love the idea of just getting the middle more balls. And it sounds like you guys were doing it. So it's so cool. We were doing it. Yep. And the other couple other things to think about is teams don't defend the middle. Okay. You know, the, every volleyball team defends the left better than they defend anything else because they get so much practice doing it. So if I've said, okay, I'm going to lob a ball to the middle, how many blockers are you going to have in front of me? That's a tough question. Well, and that's my point. You right. don't have a ready answer. Yes. And yep. that means that if you don't have a ready answer right now, then... There's all kinds of things happening with your team. There's all mm -hmm. kinds of things with coordinating your front row and your back row. Uh, so that is huge for us as far as teams don't defend it. Good point. Uh, it's easier to hit it to right back from the middle. Okay. When you think about that, we want to hit a lot of balls to right back. Okay. Uh, we don't have to control the ball as well. Uh, That's but a there's, point. there's a challenge with this too. Okay. And before we get into it, the biggest challenge is, is that oftentimes kids, and parents will think this is elementary. And oh, you you're you're hindering mm -hmm. the development of my middle daughter because you're playing this juvenile system. Mm -hmm. I'm saying, hey, in this juvenile system, we're setting the heck out of your daughter. Yeah, that's <laughs> let a her, really good point. Let her go. So anyway, that's uh, uh, and then I think the final thing to mention is you can say, oh well, let's just go fast when we're in system and slow when we're out. And it is really tough to do it. That's what we tried to do this year, and we found it to be pretty difficult. We did difficult. it. We did it for the first time this year. I did it. I was committed to it and did it with senior middles, and we got pretty good at it. But if if I have to look and see, hey, for all the time we spent, did we still get enough out of it? It was it was a wash. I'm not convinced. It was, and I had two senior middles who had two of the best arms on our team, so we decided to try to do it. We did it from day one. I tried to do it with Athena like halfway through the season. Go, oh, when we're in system, let's go quick. But there's the timing is you're always telling that middle to kind of wait, right? Because you want them slow to fast. And then all of a sudden you want to go quick and then they're leaving. And it, it's there's a bunch of it's really tough to do. Yeah. It's, it's really tough to be very good at both. Yeah. And we ended up giving up on sort of the slower middle attack and just going quick. We the, gave up on the quick and went slow. Well, and I think we wish we would have gone the other way because the middles never got set. And they're like I'm complaining the whole time. But okay, what, what do so, we got? Okay, so I'll tell you a little bit about our system. We set it just left of center. Okay. So we thought, hey, we want to get it away from the left bunch because left bunch doesn't like crossing that middle line. There's that, that magic line down the middle of the court and the left side doesn't yeah. like going over that. Mm -hmm. And then if right bunch goes in there, then that opens up our outside a little bit and it, it lets us tip along the net to area two. Okay. So we like it there. Uh, we want the set about antenna high, really easy. It's just a lob it up antenna high. Attacker is on what we call a hard left. Okay. So that means she's on her left step, which is a second step of a four-step approach. Okay. A hard left means that that right foot is kind of up in the air, 
looking to see, hey, where that ball is and then to step close with those last two steps. Okay. So we call that a hard left because the ball is closer to that. Okay. So compared to, let's say, a left side on a go is on a soft left. So their right foot is still on the ground. Okay. Uh, and then a couple other things. When we, we shank right, we remind, our, or if we're way off the net, we remind our, our attackers that away means delay. So then it won't be as hard, right? It'll be softer and softer the further the ball is away from the hitter. Okay. As far as their steps. And that's how we define it. Okay. And then finally, uh, shank left. We love this play because this is the play we call a back. Okay. And we just lob it behind the setter into the middle of the court. And sometimes when that shank left in the middle hedges over to the outside yep. hitter, we would get Athena wide open with no block on that ball, what we call a back. Yeah. And so that's kind of the offense there of, of everything we do. As far as teaching keys, uh, we start with simple, just step close to catch. Okay. Uh, just off a toss and just step close to catch and just toss the balls in kind of high until we can get them just kind of in the rhythm and then starting to move the toss around a little bit. So can they adjust their steps to where the ball is and not be committed uh, to a spot, but seeing the ball and then going to it. Okay. Uh, and then we go off a pass. Um, and then from a pass off transition where they have to turn and run and do it. And then try to get into playing four on four as soon as possible. And uh, we play four on four, middle versus middle. We like do that game. every single day. It's fun. Uh, with it's only fun. only the middles can attack. And if it's so it's one on one blocking. So we tell our middles, hey, on this you can't tip because you're one on one. And we're thinking that hey, if you're one on one, you're gonna hit as hard as you can. And we want to blow people up. Okay. Uh, and then uh, from there we go to lift tips start getting into lift tips and we have some rules uh if it's they're in a right bunch then we're lift tipping to two and three okay so area two to the sideline we love that especially if the setter's back row because we want to beat up the setter yeah or three we think it's really tough for that defender to get both the ball that is to the sideline and the ball that is directly over the middle right just lift tipped over the middle okay if they're in left bunch, then we're just the opposite. We're in three and four. We're okay. tipping to the, the, uh, the their left side line with their outside hitter uh, to our middle's right. So we do that. And then the last one is the marshmallow. What's the marshmallow? <laughs> the marshmallow. <laughs> this is my new one, the okay. marshmallow. We talk about the campfires in the middle of the court, right? Okay. And so we're going to put the marshmallow in the campfire. Uh, we're going to put the marshmallow in the campfire. Nice. So okay. the marshmallow is kind of a throw tip, but it's not a throw tip down. Okay. It's kind of just throwing it into the middle of the court over the block. Okay. I like that. I like so the marshmallow. The marshmallow. <laughs> I put like the marshmallow that. in the campfire. That's really cool. And, you know, we've played against you many times. And, you know, I think there's this concept around volleyball that you got to go quick to beat people. And you guys have not gone quick a lot, meaning you know, you're running this sort of slowing down the middle attack and it works so well. It's incredible. And you don't have to have got, uh, players that are hitting over the top, you know, in order to be successful. You just have to have a little bit of volleyball IQ, right? And then uh, I think just a setter that's willing to do it. You know? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is do you have a hitter who has a big arm in the middle? 
you okay. need to get the ball to. So I'm, I'm getting ready to start my high school season. We have middles coming back now. Our, our top middles, you know, our two seniors were both all league players. They graduated. So we have some underclassmen coming in and neither of them have like a big, just hammer arm. So we're not going to go slow with them because if we get them one-on-one, -on -one, we don't think they can blow up the best defenders we play. Okay. So we have to go fast. And okay. so we have to beat teams with speed with them. Okay. And so with, but if I have a middle with a big arm, we're slowing things down and we're setting her as much as possible. And I, I, cool. I just think that's, you know, something that when you design, when you're designing your offense, a lot of uh, coaches are into plug and play. Oh, this person's the middle and they can hit it quick really well. But if you can't control the ball to run quicks, then it doesn't matter how well she can hit it. Absolutely. And then you end up, you know, setting that player two or three times per set. Yep. And then I, if I'm playing you, I'm very happy going, whew, we're super, so lucky. Super predictable. We were able to serve tough, and they didn't set their middle. Absolutely. And, and I mean, think of how many times they misconnect in the middle. This is so easy, in, in a sense, right? It's easy to run, you know. And then I, th I think, like you said, it takes the arm and some volleyball intelligence to be able to score yeah, off of it. Yeah, well, and hey, it's, it's fun. They get to uh, – and then I, the, the last thing I'll mention is our libero got really good at helping out calling the block for our. Okay. Because it's slower, mm -hmm. so they get to get a look at the block and the defense and, and help us out. So very cool. Uh, so no, that's the slowing down the middle attack. I'm a huge fan. I if you know, uh, there are times when we have players that it, it fits that system, and times we don't. But this is uh, this is one that I love, and I'm waiting to get that next middle that has this big arm that can blow people up, and then we're going to slow it down again. I like that. The other uh, sort of scenario I'd add in there, too, is people that aren't really middles, like maybe younger outsides that are playing middle. This is great. You know, uh, Saeed's team this year, he coached the 13 ones at our club, and they were going fast, and they had these physical kids in the middle. And I talked to him and I said, Said, what if we just slow it down and just toss these kids some lob it up to them and let them go to work? And they were real successful. So I think for young teams, yeah. especially, uh, it's super successful. Yeah, I think that's, that's, cool. a, that's a great point. Very cool. Well, I like well speaking it. of scenarios, okay. what's our scenario? What's the scenario? Well, today is a scenario that is near and dear to my heart for several reasons, making cuts. Ooh, ooh. It's near and dear to my heart because I have been cut from a team and uh, it hurt my feelings. <laughs> I've been As cut. you might imagine. Yes, you've been cut. You, Todd. My last, it was my last organized volleyball situation. Well, I think it's probably last organized volleyball it was some years ago, San Diego State. Oh, Rudy man. Sawara. San Diego State. I love you, but get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> well, and I think, you know, it's either heart, you're either the heartbreaker or the heartbreaky. Yep. Right. And that's why it's near and dear to my heart because I've been cut and I felt that sting. And then I've had to cut people as well. And I hate cutting people, yep. you know, but I think uh, if you can put some forethought into it, it can be as bearable as possible. Let's put it like that. I hate to kill someone's dreams. And I don't like to view it as that. First of all, one of the things that I really believe is you're stopping them from having maybe an opportunity right then. But if they love volleyball, you, for example, you, you can't be stopped. You're on the beach still. <laughs> me too. You know, Rudy sent me going. out to the beach yeah. ch chasing it. Then I went chasing and raiding. Well, if they really love it, they won't be stopped. It, yep. it is what I mean. Yep. So maybe you're, you're not giving them an opportunity for that particular team, but you're, you're not 
squashing their dream. So that's the first thing I think is as a coach, you got to wrap your mind around that. When I first started, I was like, oh, I'm crushing their dreams. They won't be able to play volleyball anymore. So I guess that's one of the things. And then the biggest thing is just to treat it with empathy and to realize how much it really matters to the kids. Even if they haven't been involved in the game that much, it is very social getting cut. Yep. It is very emotional and uh, the stakes are high for them in terms of um, how they deal with it. So now, do you I, have a procedure for doing it? How do you? Well, I want to first talk about what not to do, okay? because okay. I think there are more things that can go wrong than can go right. Meaning, um, you know, ideally you just, you make your cuts, you have your team, everything goes fine, but there are things that have gone wrong. I've sent the wrong email to people, you Ooh. know, actually I sent a double email where they got the, the uh, JV and the varsity and luckily they, they were a varsity player. So <laughs> it worked out. But at first they were like, you know, I'm on JV. Oh no. And you know, <laughs> so things can go wrong that way. I mean, the first thing I would do is not do it, not do the old school pickup basketball way. I'm taking Sally, Jane, Abby in front of everyone. I would definitely not do that. Okay. I really don't like the posted on the door either because of the same sort of idea. They're going to have to walk up there in front of yep. everyone. They're going to, everyone's going to see their face and they're going to have to uh, encounter their, their peers right then. Yep. If you can provide a layer of protection between that moment, I think that is really helpful. Yep. So, I mean, anything that's going to cause them public humiliation, I would not do it. I would not ask, hey, I would wise like, advice. And I would say, I would, I would not say, I would like to talk to these, you know, six people and they're the six that are getting cut. Right. What I, the procedure that I like the best is to send an email to everyone and certain players get a, one email and certain players get another email. That way I can really craft my words very carefully and show my appreciation for everyone that came out. And really it takes a lot of bravery to put yourself out there in that scenario of, of risking getting cut. Yep. You know, so one of the things I want to do is just acknowledge them for being out there, putting themselves in that situation. And from there, you know, maybe point them at other opportunities to play volleyball if they want to. Yep. You know, so, I mean, the biggest thing I would say is to try to avoid that public humiliation, right? And um, if there is a delicate situation, like, I really think you should be available to take questions. You know, I, I would send an email. Um, it would be personalized, but not personal, meaning, you know, it would be directed to one person, but it would sort of be a form, you know, for you made varsity, you made JV, or thank you for coming out, whatever. Um and then I would leave all my contact info there. If someone wants to talk about it, I'd be glad to talk about it. Now, I'm not going to go on and on and on about why they didn't make it, but I think it's important to let them have some access to you, at least feel like they do. Yeah. Um, what do you got on this? Well, a couple things for me. Number one is, can we make sure that we set things up so we're never Pearl Harboring any kid? <laughs> Good so point. they're not getting, it's not coming out of left field. Yeah, good point. So on my high school team, let's say we have a couple days of spring practice. And so we'll look at kids trying out for varsity and we'll, I'll, I'll give them an assessment saying, hey, you're coming into tryouts. I don't know how many freshmen are coming in or what that's going to look like. 
I'm saying right now, I think it's going to be very, very difficult. This is where I see you right now. And you can play volleyball all summer, but these people are playing volleyball all summer. So you have to make some decisions with, hey, are you going to give up all summer to do this? When mm-hmm. it's it's going to be very tough. I'm not saying it's impossible. It's never impossible, but this is where you are right now. And we're looking at, you know, in 10 weeks, are you going to be able to make up this gap when the other people are going to be playing just as much volleyball, if not more than you. And I'm just, I I try to be pretty honest with them and say, Hey, this is make sure, Hey, setting goals is great. And I think it's, it's wonderful, but they have to be, they have to be realistic and attainable. And my job is to help you attain your goals. So if you're going to go for it and you're going to stay home all summer and you're going to work out on volleyball and you want me to help consult and tell you what I think you should work on to give you the best chance, I'm happy to help you. But giving them some, information beforehand. One of the things that our school, we tell our best freshmen and sophomores, listen, you don't have to be in the top 12 or 14 to make the team. You have to be in the top nine. Oh, I like that. Setting the expectation early. So if you're not in the top nine, you're going to play JV. I like that. Because we, you're not going to develop on the bench. We want to develop players that can be leaders that when it's you're on JV and it's 25, 25, we're going to set you Davis. Okay. And you got to learn how to, how to be the attacker in that situation. I like that. And you're not going to learn that sitting on the bench on varsity. I like that. If so, I could real quick at that, I think one of the things that you mentioned is just, you know, communication basically. But I also think that a lot of times, unless you explicitly express it, they may not get that clue. Unfortunately, would you agree with that? Yeah all the subtle clues that we think we're giving <laughs> they're not picking up on well no maybe no, it has to be the communication has to be very clear and yes. i think clarity is is huge and putting that out and putting it whether it be an email form whether it yeah. be face to face and both and you know if you're sending things out to parents and they're in the loop then they understand as well so it's it's not a surprise yeah and i would always include the parent in the high school tryout situation and the email that I, I would not send it only to the girl. Yeah. I think that's a good habit too. Yeah. And then the other thing I like doing is in tryouts, I like separating it. So you have a number of cuts. Mm, okay. So I'm getting ready to see, you know, we'll August one, we're starting. So it's cuts coming up, yeah. but if we have a group, and I know we have returning all league players. I don't need to look at my libero and know that is she going to be on the team? She know? went off at Chaos, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think she got all American. Yeah, I yeah, know. I, oh, she really? did. Oh, yeah. Sydney wow. Bold uh, went off. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. Go ahead. So uh, I, I probably should know that and, and get in touch with her. So thanks for, for filling me in. So anyway, but if she's in the gym and she's playing with all this, you know, all these kids and I come in and go, Oh, my eyes go to her because she's so dynamic and she's so good. And we're volleyball coaches and our eyes go to to, to great, great volleyball. So I got to get her out of there because she is actually hurting my ability to really evaluate the kids that need to be evaluated. Okay. So we try to say, Hey, if there's a, a big gap in the beginning, we'll tell players, listen, it's, you know, we're going to take a couple players and take them out. And then those last cuts, those, those players that are right on the border, they don't get cut with everybody else. They know that they made a certain level oh, and okay. there's some comfort to that 
That's a good weather that they get cut at the same time that a kid who's never played volleyball. I like that. You know, wait, wait a minute. I've given all this up and the coach never realized that, but I'm realizing that. And I tell those kids all the time and I really try to prep them. Listen, I would take any 12 or 14 of the 18 we have, and I'd be happy doing it. And I would love to coach all you guys. We've tried 16 before and it's cumbersome. We're going to be at 14. So we have to make, we have to make some tough decisions and it's, and they know who it's coming down to and I'll be pretty honest with them. And, and, and so it's not a big surprise. I like that. The other way I've, I've found to make it not a surprise is workups. You know what I mean? All, all that stuff where, Hey, you're statting things, you're playing workups, you're doing all kinds of things where there are some, uh, you know, there's some data. Absolutely. And, and when you're on the bottom court all the time and you're looking up at the top court and you're saying, did I make the team? I, I don't know. I kind of don't think so. I think, I think that kind of sets it in their mind. That can be a little frustrating, but at least they're aware. Yep. So I think that's a really good point. So interesting scenario. We could do a lot more, I think on this, but what do we have for our videos? The videos are it's similar to what we were talking about last time because not a lot of people slow it down. Okay. So the first one is one from Mike Seeley, the coach at UCLA. And he is doing some work with what he calls the drive close, which is that two-step approach, those last two steps and being super flexible with those last two mm -hmm. steps as far as having range to get to the ball in the middle of the court and then unloading. That's a great one. So that's the like first that one. one. And then the the rest of them are actually are mine because I do a bunch of stuff with this. So the first one, there's actually three. The first, the first one is uh, I was teaching some young players how to hit it. So we were working on that, that left step being on that, that hard left, what we, what we talked about. The second one is lift tipping to zone two. And then the third one is our active middle activation drill. You know about attic activation? I was just talking with the coach at JOs about this, but explain this one. This is fun. so this is actually from Tina. So okay. one of uh, a coach that, that worked with me for many years and now is at the big blue machine, our rival. Tina and she's the, like they uh, she's a top coach for the for the twelves at Coast. So Absolutely. Tina Kincaid. Yep, wonderful. Uh, middle activation. So you play volleyball and you're trying to get the ball to your middle. You need a middle kill to activate to be able to score okay. so you're finding your middle and then once you're activated you get a bunch of free balls and then you can score and you can give your middle two points once you're activated to score so it gets your setter to be hey i gotta get the ball to the middle because that's how we win so I like that. What we call middle activation so those are the four and they're uh super short and it's uh if somebody has any questions about slowing down their middle let me know because i'm a huge fan absolutely and there are college teams that do it right Western Kentucky. If Western you want to watch somebody yeah. get on YouTube and look up Western Kentucky because they're really good yeah. and they do it. <laughs> Absolutely. They had an All-American, I think, yeah. do it. So Really cool, really fun stuff. So right on. So I'm on for the resource of the week. Okay. And the resource I chose is basically Sports Center for Volleyball. And it's just called Volleyball World. And it's on YouTube. And it's on Instagram. And all it is is basically highlights. And the, 
thing about it is these highlights are insane international level highlights all those digs so like the best digs international best digs best blocks like you get to know some of the high level players it is really a special thing and i think it's actually really really good for the sport because some of these some of these athletes are just insane i mean touching 12 foot seven you know they show this guy touching 12 foot seven it's crazy um and they got all sorts of just fun stuff on there. So I really like it. So cool. No, that's a fun one. It's fun to show your team. I like showing my team. I said, Hey, we have a defensive day. Let's watch 90 seconds of video. Uh, yeah. And how many, how many digs do they show in 90 seconds? Oh, absolutely. And, and some, they got female players that on there just lighting it up and just doing some things that are super special. It, it's just a really cool one. So anyways, we got to a lot of stuff today. It was awesome. Uh, slowing down the middle attack food for thought for a lot of people, you know, I think they should really yep. consider it. Um, making cuts. And we talked about some ideas for that. Some of it is fairly common sense, but I think we hit, you know, some really cool stuff there. Yeah. And the empathy, I, I, I think even before we, we close today, the empathy and can you put yourself in the position of that kid? Yeah. That is the huge thing when you think about cuts. Absolutely. And that's why I want to say, you know, what you don't do is probably more important than what you do. I thought that if was you handle point. it with empathy, you'll probably be okay. Yep. You know, so and then we talked about volleyball world and uh, as usual the videos will be unlocked on the art of coaching yep. uh special thanks to the art of coaching and uh we'll see you next week all right thanks davis